Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Gird your loins. It's time to go on vacay. Hey guys, welcome back to Vacay. I am your host, Lisa Hamilton. So something very exciting happened earlier this month. The Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, and the Prime Minister of Australia, Scotty Morrison, both came together to announce the long-awaited Trans-Tasman bubble, which effectively uh, announced that people could travel between Australia and New Zealand without having to do quarantine. So obviously this was hugely exciting news for anyone who just is itching to get out of their respective countries and go traveling. And also huge news for families who have been separated by this pandemic. So a lot of you would have seen footage, pictures, videos of people being reunited at the airport, which is just so great to see. Now, I know that this pandemic is far from being over. There are still the grave effects of COVID-19 being felt around the world, but this feels like a really small step forward in a positive direction. And I know that this... uh, trans-Tasman bubble is so exciting for so many people. So in honour of New Zealand and Australia joining forces with this travel bubble, I had to get my favourite Kiwi radio presenter Cam Mansell who hosts the ZM Chart show on the iHeartRadio network in New Zealand. He is such a sweet guy. I got him to jump on and we, we swapped the three places that we want to travel to most in each other's countries and, and gave each other a few little tips. And we also came up with a really great content series idea. So like, let's just hope that that can happen. And a small faux pas from me, I usually give my guests a little shout out moment at the end of the episode to blow up their spot. And I was just having too much fun that I forgot to give Cam that opportunity. So I'm going to do it for him now. You can find him at Cam Mansell on Instagram. Give him a follow. He's stunning. And just a really lovely person. So by all means, have a have a little look around and, and hit that follow button. But for now, hope you enjoy the episode. Cam Mansell, thank you so much for joining me on Vacay. It's so lovely to see your face animated in action. I think the last time I saw your face was literally one time when I was in Sydney. I had definitely had a couple too many lemonades and I was probably potentially maybe on a stripper pole. Yes, I was just thinking about this before. I think we were, um, one of us was in a cage. Yes. In At Stonewall. On um, Sydney's famous Oxford Street. Honestly, I don't know where I was, but I was having the time of my life. (laughs) I do remember we met, it was the night of, oh, who was playing? Was it the night that um, Mark Ronson was there? Mark Ronson. Yeah. Yes. That was a vibe. 
that was a really good night and probably the last time that I've been in a room with that many people. Like that was like one of the last events. That was my second to last trip to Sydney before everything got shut down. I made it back one more time to interview the Pussycat Dolls and then literally the week after I got back, it was just like, boom, the world shut down in lockdown. Truly shut down, which is exactly why I wanted to have a chat to you as one of my favourite Kiwi media personalities. What a special time for our two countries with the trans-Tasman bubble. It's open. Honestly, such a dream. I've been waiting <laughs> for this day for so long and it's finally here. We got teased for so long, didn't we? Like they really teased it out and we've been waiting and, and now it's here. I'm a little bit like, it's here, but I also don't believe that it's here. I don't think I'll believe it until I get on a plane and actually go to Australia. That just doesn't seem like a concept that can happen right now. I know. Like, I, I know when they said, you know, this is the date and you can book your flights. Obviously, people who have family either in either country are the first ones that are, like, jumping on. And so I, I did have a, a scour on Twitter to see all of the pictures. And it was really emotional watching these families who've been separated for so long. It's the full love actually moment. Like they're running up to each other and they're crying and they're hugging and it's so special to see. It's just so emotional. Like, as you say, real life love actually moments. And there was one story that I saw. I watched the news last night. I'm so grown up. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Probably the only time I've ever watched the news. But there was this lady who had been like separated from her daughter who was like 12 years old and they hadn't seen each other in over a year. And this was like their first opportunity seeing each other. And yeah, it was just so emotional to watch. Like I didn't actually cry, but it was one of those situations where if it was a little longer and there was some more emotional music in the background, I probably would have shed a tear. So just a small note to the news producers. You could have pushed it further. Um, oh, you're doing 100%. a great job, but I didn't cry. <laughs> you always got me. <laughs> Almost, but not quite. What's that saying? So close yet so far away. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a huge moment for our two countries. Um, and I thought it would be really fun for the two of us to compile a list of three places that we both want to travel to in each other's respective countries. Maybe give some tips or, you know, if you have chosen a really shitty place in Australia, <laughs> I'll tell you not to go there. You can upgrade me. So it's a safe space. It's an honest space. I want to make sure that when you come back here, you're having the the best holiday possible. Okay, cool. And I'll attempt to do the same for you when you come to New Zealand. Okay. And I will also try and not butcher the names on my list. Oh, yeah, that's going to be fun. Yes. So, But actually, I do have a place on my list that I'm probably going to butcher. So okay, watch so this we can... space. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get you to kick off and go okay. first with the first place that you'd like to travel to in Australia. I feel like you're going to judge me for this first one, but... Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was judgment hour, but here we are. No, 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 no. As I said, safe space. Okay, perfect. I just feel like this is somewhere that probably most people do go. It's actually dying, so we're not always going to be able to visit it. So we need to preserve this place, show it some love and some respect. Like, 
when you go visit, make sure you're wearing the sunscreen that protects the reef. I'm talking about the Great Barrier Reef. Yes. No, that's not lame at all. I really love that. And if you have um, some spare minutes in your life ever, I encourage you to go and watch the bleaching process in the Great Barrier Reef. It's where all of the coral life um, like releases their eggs to be fertilized to grow new coral life and it's weirdly erotic and and earthy and like if you're into that kind of thing I would encourage you to watch it like if you ever seen uh seahorses give birth I have and that is exactly what I was about to bring up I was just about to say is it like a whole ocean of seahorses giving birth pretty much the the coral life just jizzes everywhere and makes way for the new coral to turn over and it's really the special. thought of that makes me feel sick and i can imagine being in the water at the time of this happening and i probably would vomit attract some sharks and that would be the way i would go out i actually don't think you're allowed to go into the reef at that time of year when they do the bleaching process well thank so god that's for good. that so i'm glad you've come to me so i can let you know about this I will make sure I know when the bleaching is and I won't book my flights at the time of the bleaching. That's a good tip. We're already helping each other out. Yeah, I love this. (laughs) And I love that you're already on top of wearing the correct sunscreen that doesn't kill the reef life. It's such an important thing. And like, I just think Mother Nature is such a beautiful thing. And I've probably taken it for granted for a very long time, but it's time that we all just, you know, look after it a little bit. Hopefully um, she's gotten a little break during COVID and us disgusting humans haven't been traipsing all over the world, even though this is a podcast about travel and I'm super excited to travel. (laughs) (laughs) But did you see there was dolphins in the canals in Venice and stuff? Oh, that was such a, that's such a triggering memory. That's like early lockdown last year those pictures that came out and it's like you know all those memes that came out early lockdown yeah and we're gonna look back and go oh that's one of them time but yes i do remember Mm. seeing those wild times do you think it was real that's what i could never yeah i could never really decide whether i thought it was real or not but i don't know hopefully it was a I, weird I time hope, for us. I hope we haven't been played by the media. Gosh, no, never. That would never <laughs> happen. No. <laughs> okay, so Great Barrier Reef, great one. Add it to your list. Don't be ashamed of having that on your list. I think it's a really okay. good one. Thank you. Now let's jump across the ditch. Where would you like to visit in New Zealand? Okay, so because I'm a trashy wine drinker, oh, I'd really like to go to... Waiheke Island. Is that, have I said that correctly? Yeah. Waiheke? Waiheke? Yeah. Because I've heard that there's some really top-notch wineries there. Okay, you are talking to the right person. (laughs) (laughs) There's honestly so many amazing wineries on Waiheke. Like, depends how you want to do Waiheke. Like, I have a friend who lives in Waiheke. You're more than welcome to come and stay at her house. And she's got a car so we can venture around the island. We can do a little hop, skip and a jump from each winery. 
I'm trying to think how many there actually is. I'm pretty sure there's at least like 10 of them. It's insane. Great. I would definitely not make it to all 10. <laughs> love that the options are there. Such a vibe. Okay, great. And that's just off, that's near Auckland, right? You can get Yeah, it's there. a 40 minute ferry ride. Do you know the best thing? Because Auckland has such terrible traffic. If you want a weekend away or you just want to like not be stuck in traffic for a bunch of hours, you just jump on the ferry, go ac- across to Waiheke. There's even car ferries, so you can take a car across if you want to take your car with you. It's a vibe. It's honestly stunning. Can I ask, uh, as someone who has been to the wineries, what's the energy there? Because there's definitely a sliding scale in Australia where there's like a really trashy winery day out and some of the wineries aren't that upmarket. I'm not going to name those ones. (laughs) And then you've got some really bougie ones that are like definitely have to be glammed up. So where, where does it sit on that scale? Waiheke is quite a nice place because it's like, if you want to go glam and bougie, you can go glam and bougie. But if you want something a little more mellow, a little more chill, maybe more of a picnic vibe, you've definitely got those options as well. Uh, The one that springs to mind that I feel is kind of on the bougier end of the spectrum is called Mudbrick. The food is amazing. Most of the times when you go there, you'll be there with like someone who's having like a party of some description and you'll just see like big groups of people all dressed to a theme. I'm not talking like costume theme. I'm talking like colors or like they're wearing cool hats or something like that. Um, Not people dressed as like rabbits. No, that's (laughs) definitely not happening at Mudbrook. Cable Bay is also like right next door to Mudbrook. I prefer Mudbrook over Cable Bay, but Cable Bay is still really nice. Um, one thing that has changed about Cable Bay recently is they sold their front lawn. You used to be able to go and like take amazing photos on their front lawn, but they just sold it. So you literally can't go on the lawn anymore, which is kind of a shame. Oh, um, right. And you just kind of like grab a glass of wine and go chill on the grass there, whereas that's not so much a vibe anymore, which is yeah, right. a bit sad. Who bought just the lawn? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it was one of the neighbors because that's where they would have all the helicopters coming into land as well. So you probably can still take a helicopter there, but I don't know where it lands anymore because that's where where their like helipad was. Yeah, right. I, th- I think that's where I've seen pictures as well. People have been there and have taken really beautiful pictures on that said lawn. So n- no longer an option for me. No longer an option. I hate to break the news to you. But also, like, you have an afternoon at all the wineries and there are some amazing beaches and the water there is, like, crystal clear. Obviously, you would want to be summer vibes, (laughs) but, I mean, if you're game and it's winter, why not? But, yeah, some amazing beaches too. Yeah, I'm up for that. I could definitely see myself getting the kid off and running in for a a swim after being to a winery. (laughs) Such a vibe. Man of War is the winery that you should go to if you want to go swimming. That's the one that's got like a little beach right by it. Okay, what's next on your list? Okay, this is actual generic as hell, but I have never been to Melbourne and I've always wanted to. Melbourne is definitely, as they say, like the Europe of Australia. Very cultured, um, incredible restaurants, cafe scene, but also, I, I might get myself into trouble here, a better nightlife than Sydney. Ooh. 
it's it's definitely like more underground and vibey, but I think the bars and pubs are way funner. Sydney is very sceney and sometimes can get a little pretentious, I think. And like to a certain extent, Melbourne probably has that as well because everyone's like hipster and edgy. Um, yeah. So it's just like a different flavor of pretentiousness. But I think <laughs> it's it's like more underground. I feel like you can be a little bit less dressed up and it's yeah i think it's a, a cooler nightlife scene for sure that sounds like an absolute dream i mean i can't afford gucci so pretentious doesn't work for me and then like i'm probably too mainstream to be hipster so i'm just not gonna fit in but i've kind of come to terms with the fact that you know sometimes you don't need to fit in you just gotta go and if you're on a buzz then you're going to have a good time, so it doesn't matter. But the good thing about not being hipster, because I'm also not either of those things. I'm just <laughs> just basic bitch, smack bang in the middle, just doing my own thing. But if you go to like a hipster bar, it's so darkly lit and grungy, they can kind of just think that you're hipster because no one can really see each other. That's a vibe. I'm here for that. (laughs) (laughs) So would you say you're a bit of a foodie? I do love food. I'm not like snobby when it comes to food. My favorite kinds of meals are those ones where you know somebody who has been to a place and it's like real low key and it's just delicious. Yeah. You just enjoy it because it's just good food. You're not like "Mm, top notes of saffron and bee's dick. Just... (laughs) Did you say bee's dick? I did. (laughs) At first I was like, am I hearing what I want to hear or did you actually say that? (laughs) You know, maybe it's a a delicacy in the foodie realm. Um, No, but I think... I feel the same thing about wine. Like you go to these wineries and they're like, oh yes, there's definitely nodes of peach in there. And I'm like... (laughs) It just tastes like rotten grapes. It's going to make me a little bit drunk and I'm probably going to go dancing later. Like, that's all I care about. It's a means to an end. Like, let's not not get too deep into it. But yeah, so Melbourne is a good, good time out. And obviously when COVID is fully over and done with, it's so fun to be in Melbourne when there's an event on, in particular, the Australian Open. Even if you're not like super into tennis, that first week of the Australian Open is so much fun. Like you go out into the lawn and it's like festival vibes there. And you don't even necessarily need to go in there and watch anything. So I would, yeah, encourage you to go when there's an event of some sort on down there. And And I've heard there's amazing art galleries as well. So if you're, I was going to say some of the street art is really cool too. Yeah. So in the city, there is the famous street. I forget the name of it. I don't think it's Chapel Street. That could be very wrong. Uh, (laughs) But there's, yeah, incredible street art and you go along there. Great for an Instagram picture. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love a cheeky snap for the gram? <laughs> I can see you there now. Just boom. That'll that'll be great for the feed. That one pose that I always do where I'm like leaning on one leg with one leg stretched out, looking like I'm thinking about something when really I'm not. Honestly, we could have just photoshopped it by now. Oh, we should have just done that. popped you in there. I cancelled my Photoshop subscription. Damn it. Get it back again. Get it back again. Um, but yeah, I see you in Melbourne and I think that'll be that'll be a good time for you. You've got to come meet me in Melbourne and we need to have a night out together in Melbourne, I think. I'm, I feel like I'm just going to have to go along with you to all of these places. Okay, perfect. A little bit of a concierge. Why don't we find a client to purchase 
this idea. We can sell the idea to them through this podcast. And then there we go. They'll send us to all of the locations. I truly love the way your mind works. A holiday and getting paid for it and we get to hang out. That's like Hannah Montana. The best of all of the worlds. I'm hanging up this call right now and we're contacting the tourism boards immediately. (laughs) (laughs) We've got to go. I think we're onto something here though. Yeah, I know. Damn. Okay, we're going to definitely make this happen. Okay, so next on my list, and I know for sure that I'm going to butcher this one, so be kind to me. (laughs) I'm excited. Hit me. Why o tapu? Oh, that's near Rotorua. Yes. Uh, you actually didn't do too badly. I think you would pronounce it Waiotapu. Waiotapu. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't far off. No, you're pretty good. Okay. So the reason why I'd like to go there and more broadly like around Rotorua. Nailed it. Yes. Uh, the springs. The hot yes. springs. I feel like my my body just yearns for a hot spring 24 hours a day i don't know why my family actually have a holiday house in that (gasps) area so you don't even have to pay for the accommodation when you go there which is a massive bonus but i'll tell you about these hot pools that are on the lake where we have the house you can only get there by boat and it's like that thermal water that smells like rotten eggs that has really great healing elements in it And you have to shower like eight times and you still smell like rotten eggs. But honestly, (laughs) your bones just feel like they're about five years younger. I I need that. Yeah. And there's so many of them in that area as well. Like in Rotorua itself, there is um, the Polynesian Spa. That's one that quite a lot of people go to. Or there's another one called Hell's Gate where you can literally just dip yourself in like the mud. I've heard of Hell's Gate. Yeah. Now, do you believe these pools and springs to have genuine healing qualities? I don't know because, like, as a kid, we would go to those hot pools on the boat that I was telling you about literally every single day of the holidays. Rain, hail, or shine, we would be there. And I feel like if that was the case, my hip shouldn't be hurting at the age (laughs) of 29. I should not have dodgy knees at the age of 29. However, my knees are pretty much broken 24-7. And my hip, if I go for a walk that's like 5Ks long, I need to sit down for a good 20 minutes and try and stretch that bad boy out. Cam, I'm truly concerned for you. This shouldn't be happening. Is everything okay? I mean, I'd like to think so, but who really knows? (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just being silly. Um, yeah, everything's fine, but I personally don't believe there are healing properties. I think it's just like relaxing and it's nice to be out there in nature with some Nature's beautiful trees far. around you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's good enough for me. That's good <laughs> enough for me. Done. Okay, you're the third one on your list. Third and this final. is the one I am definitely going to butcher how to pronounce it. Great. Is it Barossa Valley? Barossa Valley. Yeah. Oh, I love how nice you made that sound. Australians, Barossa. Barossa. Barossa Valley. Is it just Barossa? Yeah, but 
The way you said it was stunning. Barossa. <laughs> I thought it must be like Italian or something. Gosh, I don't know. Wait, I'm going to have to Google exactly where Barossa Valley is so I can give you Barossa Valley. Oh, okay. Adelaide. So you, Adelaide, the, the city of churches. Did you know that that's what it's called? I had no idea. But I do know there are a lot of wineries in this particular valley. Yeah. Okay. So I must say I have never been to Adelaide before. And my mum will probably turn around and say, yes, you have when you were younger. But I haven't <laughs> been there. I haven't been there as an adult. But okay. I do know that there are incredible wineries around there. And I... You know, we know now that we love wineries. That's going to be a vibe. I feel like that's a no-brainer. I'm I'm looking at some Googled images here and there's rows and rows of what looks to be grapevines. So, <laughs> so they're not lying. Yeah, and you can get some really nice Airbnbs around there. But in that's terms of giving you some, some strong facts about Barossa Valley, I feel like I've failed you. That's okay. I didn't expect facts. I just added that because I was like, hmm, yeah. Um, I mean... All of the other places where I'd want to go, I've been. Like Rottnest Island, best place on, on earth. Did Love you see it. any any quokkas? Yes, they're the cutest things ever. Did you get a picky? This was when I was probably like 12. I didn't even have a camera phone. I didn't even have a phone at all, actually. Oh, and that was that was before the the self the quokka selfies were yeah. a thing. But at least you but, got to hang out and it was genuine, you know? And I have seen Shawn Mendes' quokka selfie and I am a bit jealous of that quote. <laughs> okay, so last on my list. Well, I've kind of cheated because I've put two on there because there's a small caveat to the first part. I don't even know what a caveat is, but I'm listening and I am ready. Roxy like a puma. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I would love to go to the Franz Joseph Glacier. However, I read that you can't walk on there anymore for because of aforementioned reasons that we were saying, like humans have surly killed the earth. Is that why? Yeah. So basically the glacier has like eroded so much and the ice has melted so much that it's not actually safe to go onto the glacier. And they also want to preserve it for as long as possible. But yeah, I think there are chances that you could potentially fall through it. Right. Don't yeah. want that on my holiday. No, that would not be a great end to the trip to New Zealand. No. Well, I did read that you can get a helicopter over it and still yes. kind of get the the gravity of this amazing nature spot. This random guy who follows me on Instagram actually is one of the pilots who does those flights. I love so that maybe, you've got a hook up for everything. <laughs> maybe I could find out if he will fly you over there, give you a discount. Oh my gosh, yeah. Do what you need to do and just like make it happen for me. Yeah, sweet. No stress. <laughs> Okay, so then the, that was the caveat. It was like, do I really want to go there if I can't like get in there and experience it? Talk to me about Milford Sound. Is that nearby? Is that also a must do, must see? Milford Sound is amazing. You jump on a boat and it takes you out into the sound. I'm trying to think of the name. There's like this one particular mountain that's super high. I think it might be called Mitre Peak or I'm getting two places mixed up. But anyway... Um, there's some amazing waterfalls that come down and they drive the boat right up and like 
you stand on the front and you get wet from the waterfalls. It's very cool. And it's Amazing. so beautiful. And sometimes there are dolphins in the sound as well. So Yes, the um is this where the world's smallest dolphins live? You're really <laughs> testing my knowledge of New Zealand and the, and our marine life. Wow. Um I know the dolphins you're talking about, but I wouldn't be able to tell you if they live there specifically. Okay. Because I obviously was doing my research and then just these random factoids would pop up and it's like, New Zealand is home to the tiniest dolphins in the world. And I was like, that's so cute. They are super cute. I'm trying to think what they're called. World's smallest dolphin. <laughs> Gotta Google it. It's like the, are the Maui dolphin? And they're oh. kind of going a bit extinct. Then There aren't many. Yeah. Hector's dolphin? Oh, yeah, maybe that's it. They are found in the west coast of the n- North Island. Oh, The so west not, coast of the North Island. Mm, so not not quite in that area, but... Don't you just sometimes wish um, that you paid more attention in school rather than getting a job in the entertainment industry? I think about it all the time. I'm like, oh, if only I could count. Same. I am would- so <laughs> dyslexic. It's not even funny. Like... Oh, I can't even read a 24-hour clock. I just then I just can't count. If anyone wants me to do like quick maths, I'm like, I've got to go. I, can't, I, will be, I, I will be of no help to you. I've got to go. I thought you were going to say, I'll just grab my calculator. But no, no, I've got to no, go. The stress of even like adding it is just too much for me. So I'm just like, I'm just going to go um, and interview someone. That's where my, my skills are best. <laughs> best used. Sorry, I got famous people to hang out with. I'll uh, catch you next time. <laughs> it's a pretty good excuse. It works. It works a lot of the time. Um, okay, so to wrap up, mm-hmm. uh, I want to do, and this is putting you on the spot a little bit. Oh, is goodness. So is, is there a, a fourth place that you would add to my list and vice versa that, that you think that I should go to. Okay, well, you've done quite a lot in... Oh, no, that's kind of... There was two in the North Island, one in the South Island. I'm trying to think for you specifically. Like, Is, the, is there somewhere I could go where I could really like learn and immerse myself in Maori culture? I would love to go visit somewhere that like encapsulates that. I think the best place to do that would probably be your second choice. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so Rotorua is like super, um, like there's a lot of culture in that whole area. Um, was it Waiatapu? The- yeah. Is that where they have the um, the rock carvings? Yes. Um, and there's one particular rock carving, which is really cool, that was in Lake Topo. And you can get mm. there... Like you sail down the lake and then you go check out this rock carving, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of history and a lot of culture right through that whole area. Um, and yeah, that's definitely definitely the place to go if you want to experience that. But if you had to choose one other place, I would say you've got to go to Queenstown. Mm, I love Queenstown. Oh, you've already been? I've been, I've been, oh. that was, that was my last international holiday before lockdown. I had a friend's wedding there. Oh my and, gosh. Amazing. Oh, it was just incredible. She, her, her parents have a farm there, like outside of town and it was in November. So it was still quite cold and there was like the snow capped mountains all around and it was just beautiful. And we went to some wineries there, Mount Difficulty. 
winery. Oh, yeah. They kind of kicked us out of there, but it was so oh. good. It was, <laughs> it was really tasty. But yeah, I love Queensland. I really want to go back there. Did you have a couple too many vinos? Yes. <laughs> we did the full Australian thing and got like hired a driver and a minivan for the day and went to a few different wineries. Oh, that sounds like a dream. If it makes you feel any better, I got kicked out of somewhere the other day for going and talking to random people. <laughs> I was like, what? My friends told me the next day, I was like, didn't remember. Um, and they were like, yeah, you were just saying hi to people and they kicked you out. I was like, oh, that's a bit rude. I was just trying to make friends. So you got punished for being a friendly, lovely human being. Yeah. <sighs> What's happening to the world? I know, right? But yes, I, I, I'm going to add Queenstown to my list and yeah. I want to go skiing there for sure. 100 percent yeah what's the which is the is best amazing. the best ski field to go to are there are there more than one is it the remarkables yeah. you've got um coronet peak and the remarkables which are on the queenstown side so if you're staying in queenstown itself those would be the best two uh there's another little city called oh it's not a city it's a town wanaka which is probably like an hour's drive from queenstown i think Halfway between Queenstown and Wanaka, there is an amazing ski field called Cadrona. And then my ultimate favorite ski field in that whole area is called Treble Cone, which I think is like a 15 or 20 minute drive just out of Wanaka. But it's kind of like an hour 30 from Queenstown, maybe. Are you a big skier, snowboarder? I love skiing. Amazing. Okay, well, then you're going to have to take me there because I love skiing as well. 100%. Lock it in. When are we going? <gasps> Tell me the dates. I'll be there. I mean, next week? Are you free? Um, I don't know how much snow there is currently, but... Oh, right. It's, we're still easing into the cooler months. I we do have I an indoor so ski field about 50 minutes away from where I am right now, so we could go there Done. next weekend. So Great. jump on the next flight. Let's go. I'll be there. Um, okay, so I'm going to add to your list. Oh, yes, hit me. In the same vein of um, exploring our First Nations community, um, Northern Territory is probably somewhere that people don't often go to uh, in their travels. Like I feel like people come and just stay to the metropolitan areas, which is great because it's like it's really fun, especially Kiwis. It's quite easy to come over. But if you have a little bit more time, I would uh, definitely encourage you to go to the top end, as we call it. Okay. Um, and yeah, go and visit the most northern part of Australia. Um, it's like it's incredible. I don't know. It's, it's really hard to explain like being at a point in Australia where you're surrounded by um, so much of our our history and you will truly feel like you are in a different world. Like it doesn't feel like Sydney or any of the metropolitan areas and you cannot go swimming at the beach because you will get eaten by crocodiles. Oh my gosh, that's wild. Beautiful beaches up there. You'll not be swimming. I can't, I can't lose you that way. Okay. I, I, I don't I, I don't really fancy being taken out by a crocodile. I think I'd rather a shark. I don't know why. Crocodiles just like latch on and then spin and like that's not a vibe. No, and because like it just doesn't feel like their area, the ocean. But mm. Google some wild images of them just like traipsing in from the surf. That terrifies me. One place that almost made my list, which I do want to say because I feel like um, it's quite important to the in indigenous people of Australia. I don't want to butcher the pronunciation, so help me out here. Is it Uluru? Yes, Uluru. 
Yeah. So Uluru is right in the middle of Australia, um, outside of Alice Springs. And you obviously can't climb Uluru anymore because it is a sacred site. And I think they, it was like maybe two years ago, they um, banned people from walking on there. There was a little bit of conjecture from, um, let's say the older white generation of Australia saying that it's like, it's our right to climb there. But for the most part, everyone was really happy about that decision because yeah, it is such a sacred site. However, what you can do is you can go and stay out in the desert. There is actually a really incredible hotel there. And like being that far away from any um, nightlife, any lights, you just sleep under the stars. They give you an option to take your bed outside and you're just truly like nothing else in the world exists. And they have really um, beautiful indigenous um, art shows that they have like a light show as well. Um, And yeah, and you can go on guided tours there. Obviously um, you do it in a very respectful way. Um, I would really, yeah, encourage everyone to, to go and check that out. And it's really actually quite easy to get there to fly to Alice Springs. Again, it's not like doesn't feel like it's on people's list because it might seem like it's d- difficult to get there. But there's like there's so many five star hotels around there. If you don't want to like, if you really want to glamp it up, still like you can still do it in a in a bougie way. But you're getting this really rich history. So good one. Awesome. I should have had that rather than Melbourne. I failed myself. Well, no, I just wish that I had that amount of information to give you about the Barossa Valley. Yeah, that's fine. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I failed you. No, you have not at all. (laughs) You've taught me many a thing. I had no idea about anything to do with the valley. I just thought there was wineries and I was like, that's enough for me. Yeah, well, look, I just feel like you can't go wrong. Yeah. So I do a golden ticket question for all of my guests. And the golden ticket question is, if you could go anywhere in the world tomorrow, Work wasn't an issue. Money wasn't an issue. All of the borders around the world were opened up. Where would you go? Antarctica. Really? 100%. I have always wanted to go to Antarctica. There is something about that place that I just find absolutely fascinating. And how cute are penguins? Very, very cute. Wow. Okay. That's a good one. Would you go and stay like on the base and go, like, where do you stay there? I would love to stay in the base. I would also love to spend a night out in one of the little tents. Like you have to wear like a ridiculous amount of clothing. And this is probably something you could only do in the summer months when it's light for 24 Mm. hours a day. Um, But yeah, I just think it would be absolutely fascinating. It is. And I find it fascinating the people that live there year round yeah so in Christchurch there is an Antarctic center where you can go down I think I've been there oh my gosh it's amazing I love it I think I I went went there there. when I was like eight (laughs) (laughs) I I'm pretty sure I was about eight too when I went there but yeah it's such a vibe and it's so and they give you the big coats to try on and you're like yeah it's so fun um but in terms of talking to somebody who has lived there not so much but I do know uh, that Lord is releasing an album supposedly sometime this year, and it was actually inspired entirely by her trip to Antarctica. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's some hot scoop from an insider. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, there's, there's something 
very beautiful and mysterious about that place. And I just find it fascinating that the whole thing is just like barren. Mm. It's it's kind of, t- I read this book once, it was a true story about a doctor who went there to be the like on base doctor and there is a particular time of the year where you can't come in and out because the weather is so bad. And yeah. in that particular time, she got really sick and had to operate on herself because she was the only doctor. It's oh a my. fascinating book. That's hectic. Yeah, but that's that's life there. Sounds like that guy, what's that movie? And it's like 27 hours or something and he gets stuck between the rock and has to cut his own arm off. Oh, my God. That movie makes me feel sick. <laughs> Cam, thank you so much for joining me on vacay thank you so much for having me we've got a lot of work to do to plan this epic well these two epic trips that we're gonna go on we need a film crew we need to make sure everything is five stars (laughs) i'm just kidding no no no. we should do some things bougie some things where we just get involved true i feel Mm. like you go and have a chat to jacinda i'll have a chat to scotty and we'll try and get the governing boards to to send some funding our way. Come to the party, guys. We're <laughs> ready for this. And there's the official slogan for this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> and we um, end on Oxford Street and Stonewall in the cages. That's kind of poetic, isn't it? a couple of lemonades. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cam, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I can't wait until we're reunited. Me too. It's going to be a vibe and it's going to be a time. And may it happen sooner rather than later. Yes, I'm praying for that. All right, I'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye.